0: Hey everybody, welcome to Identical Cousins number seven. And the title of this episode is number one. And of course, what we're going to do is talk about uh, Fantastical, which uh, Michael and Flexibit released since our previous podcast. And it has done really, really well. So we'll talk to Michael and find out, you know, how the heck did he get there? What did he have to make to create such a successful app? I think it's going to be fun michael do we have a sponsor for this week
1: cousin brent we actually do have a sponsor this week and it's a sponsor that i know both you and i endorse very heavily fast spring
0: love those guys
1: Yeah, FastSpring, definitely. If you are going to run your own store to sell apps or anything, even a service, um, FastSpring rocks. They are the best, absolute best e-commerce solution. They provide a cart. They provide the payment processing. They provide an order system. they provide. I can go on and on and on, but seriously, if you're running a store or you're selling wares and you're not using FastSpring, you're wasting time and money. And I'm not giving a pitch. That is the truth.
0: Just objective facts, right? We're just yeah, mentioning facts. So so you're saying that uh, people who sell on the App Store uh, ought, to, ought to also sell outside the App Store uh, when it comes some, to Macs.
1: Exactly. And some people can't even sell on the App Store. Take a look at Rogue Amoeba, who actually uses FastSpring. Mm. Uh, you, they just can't be on the App Store for some of their apps. So they have to provide that. Or in our case, so we sell Fantastic Hell off the App Store, but there are solutions from FastSpring we need, such as Educational discount, custom discounts, doing an order on a PO or checks, things like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, one thing that's always a little bit of a bear for people is um, uh, their customers lose, lose their serial numbers and need to look it up. Does FastSpring provide a easy kind of way for people to do that?
1: They do. Well, they don't necessarily, I don't believe they provide a serial number lookup, but they do provide serial number systems that tie in with their, with their order generation. I see, okay. Just basically, you can have it send um, through API, you know, the request to your server, and then you store it somewhere locally, Mm -hmm. or it sends out emails, so then, you know, you can parse those emails into somewhere locally. But it's easy to implement. I had spoken with them about implementing a serial number database, but the problem is it would be a big thing to maintain. Then they have to maintain every customer email, and then there's legalities and other stuff.
0: uh, But it interests me that they have an API, so then it's possible, you know, to integrate, uh, if I were using it, uh, my server with their server and talk back and forth and the right data is stored in the right places then, right?
1: Yep. and actually speaking of API, um, they have a project on GitHub, just Mm -hmm. git.com slash fastspring where it's their embedded store. So, beautiful things about their embedded store is you put it into your app, when the trial's over, they can buy right from the app through a Safari WebKit view Mm -hmm. and it can actually handle the payment everything and even then hand off the licensing instantly so they don't have to register so if the if the user purchases in app from the from the point that the purchase is made and the license code is done it's auto licensed.
0: Oh, that's just sweet. Uh, that's obviously the right way to do it. Yeah, no questions.
1: Source projects, So if you want to have fun or recommit stuff and and edit stuff and modify stuff, you can do it.
0: I like that. I like a company that uh the the fact that they would put that up on GitHub says a lot. That says a very good thing about uh the inside of that company and their understanding of the community. That's very exactly.
1: cool. So. so, yeah, just, I mean, I can go on and on and on. I love them. I, I just I, I have nothing but great things to say about them. Fastspring.com, without a doubt, the best e-commerce. And thanks so much for sponsoring our podcast.
0: Thanks, guys. So, Brent. Yeah, so you're like, um, now you're a multi mega millionaire, I guess. Uh, you didn't win, didn't win Powerball, but Fantastical has done quite well, huh?
1: Why I didn't hire someone to do the podcast this week for me is beyond me. But yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, no
0: doubt. I mean, yeah. It's funny
1: because now I'm joking. I'm not loaded, but <laughs> everyone assumes this. Like, I remember the first day where we hit number one, which is still mind boggling. It's mind boggling. Yeah.
0: I, I well, I, congratulations. It's so awesome.
1: Thanks, Brent. I appreciate it. And it is. It's, it's one of these things where I still say it, or we went somewhere, my wife had mentioned it, and it's kind of like cool because it's cachet, of course, but it almost doesn't feel real. Mm -hmm. with all the stuff you know that i care about with you know app design and marketing and doing everything the right way it just i cannot believe it happened and Mm -hmm. um it's it's amazing it really is amazing i don't know what else to say i'm i'm like giddy
0: (laughs) that's cool that's cool well uh job well done and well deserved so
1: yeah sir i appreciate it um so yeah you go what you know Let's, let's, let's get into it, I guess. Nothing really to speak about news-wise, um, although I would like to actually throw out one piece of news this week that has made me so happy. Um, I, I got to admit, I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for this stuff, and I guess I should be, and you should be as well, and we all should be, but Apple moving some manufacturing back to the US.
0: Yeah. L- yeah. Applause. Absolutely look- cool. Yeah. Applaud for them. Mm-hmm. Go Apple. Go USA.
1: And I I know it's small steps and I know that, you know, who knows, maybe it's a dog and punishment, but it doesn't matter. The fact that they're trying, the fact that they're even pretending, the fact that they're inspiring and they are the leaders to me is, I love it. I I can't, I I, seriously, it's my top favorite thing going on right now. And I really hope we can get jobs back here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. Uh, Yeah. And Apple is such a a leader, a leader to the rest of the corporate world and, People look to Apple to see how to do things and how to become a success. And when Apple is successful and does things that are good for them, but also good for the country and the world, um, that's just great. And when people then later follow along, that is even better.
1: Yeah, and I think it's actually – look, we've been Apple guys for a long time. Apple is always continuously improving, right? They're thinking different. Well, They're making the best products. They're making the best profits. They're making the best revenues. So really, maybe this is the next step. What else can they do? What else is broken? Oh, wait a minute. Money out of our economy into other economies. They're an American company, right? Like, Mm -hmm. seems like an Apple move. It's something you would expect Apple to do. Apple wants the best in everything they do, right? Absolutely. actually fits. And I'm telling you, I, I love it. I, I can, I hope, I hope it is what it seems to be. And with Apple, they usually do what it seems to be. Mm-hmm. Um, of course on Brian Williams, uh, 30 rock the, uh, last night was it, not 30 rock. Um, this is of course why you shouldn't name shows like with numbers and, and single things. What was rock center, rock center, rock center. Right. Yeah. Uh, basically he, he did say that, you know, between some of the components of course, that are already made in the U S um, you know, I, I guess the glass is made in Kentucky and the engines, the processors are made here and stuff and then get ex- exported there. But he specifically had said that they're working to do more and more and more in the U.S. And next year, one of the lines will be done in the U.S. And I, I just I love it. I, I am patriotic and I love it.
0: Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Awesome.
1: All right. Yeah, I just wanted to I, I knew you would love it, too, but I just mm-hmm. I, I think it's worth mentioning because. We do need stuff back here. We need jobs. We need skilled laborers. We need to keep stuff here. And that's not saying we shouldn't be a global economy and work in other countries when appropriate, but to keep giving everything up and outsourcing, it's got to stop. And I'm glad to see Apple taking some step to do it.
0: We need to rebuild our middle class. No question. There you go. And how does that happen? Jobs. Jobs. Manufacturing jobs are a big part of that.
1: Yep. Maybe Steve Jobs' last name was Jobs for a reason. (laughs) There you go. See that, right? That would be uh-huh. his legacy regardless of him being here or not, right? Because yeah. Apple will be him. Well, there you go. That's, 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 that's definitely, I love it. I love it.
0: Any other news? I don't know. Hmm.
1: Anything come to your mind? That's all I got.
0: Yeah. I don't, not much is happening. The world's quiet. Holidays. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, that's good. No news is good news.
0: Yeah, I think so. Oh, I finally got an iPhone 5. Love oh. it. It's great. Of course
1: episode. so you love it right yeah yeah and I told you like at first kind of when I got it I was like all right it's a bigger screen whatever right mm-hmm. Gone back now and used a 3.5 inch screen
0: yeah I have and it's it's weird and holding my iPhone oh, iPhone 4 is it's like it's heavy and squat and it's strange
1: the screen you just feel like how did I use the screen for oh, this one? yeah
0: yeah yeah and there's something there's something about the iPhone 5 I want to hold it more than any other phone I've ever had I just like like the feel of it in my hand is you know, yeah. oh, there's something about that. Jeez.
1: No, it really is. There's just, it, it's like the perfect iPhone.
0: Mm-hmm. Until the next one. Six. Yeah.
1: iPhone 5S, they're not going to redo the form. They just won't. I mean, they might change the way it looks or a color or something, but the, the, the molding and all that stuff, you know, the dyes, they, they just, they don't change that. They need to get their money back.
0: Yeah, we'll have this for a couple of years, which is great because it's, it's so good. Love it.
1: Cool. I'm glad to see you're excited about it because I know mm-hmm. you and you, you know, reserve judgment. Mm-hmm. You love it. So, cousin, it's cousin,
0: Fantastical. So, in order to have a big success on the App Store, or even a mild success, or even something you're not embarrassed by, you need to create an app that's really, really cool that solves a problem that people love to use. And you've done that with Fantastical for iPhone. So, tell me more about that. How did you um how did you come to this design? I I'm I'm super curious. I love the app and I want to hear your uh, your design thought processes.
1: Absolutely. Well, the thing with Fantastic Health for iPhone is that we almost didn't do it. And when we were doing the Mac version back a couple of years ago, and it's funny because I've told this story on a few different yeah, I've had some interviews and and it's just funny, I feel like a broken record, but I think it's such an important story that no matter where I just have to tell it because If this story goes to other developers who get the lesson out of it, then awesome. Everyone wins. We were doing the Mac version and everyone told us, well, why aren't you doing iPhone? Because you have to realize the Mac version we started back in like 2010. It was roughly like mid-2010. The iPhone was big then, right?
0: Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, quite big. Exactly.
1: So everyone was like, you're crazy. You're doing a Mac app? You're starting a company and doing a Mac app? There's no money there. (laughs) We knew what we wanted to do. We wanted to make a great calendar app. The Mac app at that time, of course, iCal was broken. Yeah. Needed to make a better calendar app. We had a great parsing engine. We had a great UI design. We had great ideas that it would be great and fun and great, 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 great. We did it, right? Yeah. But we resisted iPhone sheerly because it was a money grab. It was everyone was saying to do it. Not Had people said to us, I hate the calendar because this is a pain point, Absolutely, we would have done iPhone because we would have been probably gotten ideas of things to fix. Sure. Everyone was just saying, why aren't you doing it? That's where the money is. Mm -hmm. So lesson number one takeaway, don't go where the money is. Mm -hmm. Make a great product. So solve a problem first. Yeah, make a great product. It means solving a problem that you solve in the best way possible, right?
0: I would also add that, you know, the idea that the iPhone is where the money is isn't necessarily true. There are no, no, no. so many apps that do so poorly.
1: Like I said about the number one thing, and you know, I, I love what I do and I'm passionate about what I do. So therefore I should be very confident about what I do, right? Mm-hmm. I actually was was betting against the fact that we would have even been in like the top 25 or 50 or something like that. I figured, okay, we'll probably get on the charts because we have existing customers from the Mac, right? Yes. PR and marketing lined up because that's just what you do or try to do if you have a good app, right? Yep. But the the, the amount of, sales, the sheer sales and the sheer numbers of apps on the app store and trying to, you know, it's like being underwater and lifting your arm up and being like, hey, I'm here. Mm -hmm. No, you're correct. The app store, and this is probably lesson number two, the app store is actually a very, very risky, unlikely chance of success market.
0: It's a casino far more than it is anything else for us.
1: Office, because we were like, we'd rather do a Mac app where you know, in the Mac community, sure, the units might be less, but Mac users are more likely to buy our software where iPhone users, you got to get through to every single iPhone user and figure out how to stand up against the other 30 calendar apps that are out there. Yeah. So, yeah. And we resisted it, did the Mac version. Obviously, you know, the Mac version went well. We built a good following. We built a good buzz. We made a good brand, right? Exactly. Definitely trail, uh, trailblazed, I would say, a calendar name for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we continue doing that and everything's great. Well, we were ready to work on a new app, which we started working on at the beginning of this year. And that's our contacts app for the address book or contacts, whichever.
0: Right. I remember that, yeah.
1: And we've teased about it. We've showed a photo on Dribbble of the UI, which actually, the UI that's on Dribbble now is, is changed because remember we talked about throwing out UIs and redoing stuff?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you can see the UI on Dribbble and kind of see where we're going, but that's not how it's going to look.
0: Sure, and that's what dribble is for, right? It's always works in progress, anyway.
1: Scratch pad, right? Yeah. It's like this is, this is what we're working on, but maybe not. So we go, we go, and we start working on that. Things are going great, and about three quarters. I mean, I have to say we're probably eighty to ninety percent done with our contacts app. Maybe more. Maybe more. You know, you you won't really know until you start getting into the hardcore testing, right?
0: Exactly. I know, and of course, ninety percent only means half done, anyway. But still, but that's but
1: still that's a pretty good milestone, right? It's- Enough of a milestone that you probably wouldn't abandon the project to do something different, right? Truth. Well, we abandoned the project because what happened was Kent and I randomly had been talking about something. And he's like, what if we have a user interface element where instead of it being a calendar, it's a a scroll view, right? It's It's a horizontal scroll view. And it's five days at a time. So you can focus on that strip of the dates, right? It's like a zoomed in calendar. Yes, And I immediately envisioned it. I was like, my brain went nuts on UI. I was like, oh, my God, I got this. And, you know, it'll have this. And anyway, we went and we built a prototype. We're like, let's just build a prototype and see how it works. Because it was so compelling that we were like, well, we kept resisting doing an iPhone version. We want to do an iPhone version. And now we have a solution.
2: Prototype.
1: We moved forward. We decided we would put our contacts app on hold. And it was actually kind of a risky move because we've already invested a decent amount of money in the, in the Contacts app because we actually hired a couple engineers to help us with the heavy lifting on that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Obviously, a Contacts app requires that we have to have an engine built in that does some syncing. Yes, yeah. syncing, I think you should say, let me not marginalize that. <laughs> yeah. We, spent, we actually invested a lot of our Fantastical money right back into the next product. So now we have, wow, we spent a lot of money and we're going to put a project on hold. But really the 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 day ticker, which of course is what it turned out to be, was just so compelling we we got it was infectious, you know mm-hmm. yeah, we moved forward and we started working on it, then I started having all these ideas. Kent started having all i mean it just became an app, and we shipped the app basically within six months
0: that's not bad, not bad at all
1: which, which let us know that we were probably onto the right thing that hey, we solved a problem, like it shouldn't take you a long time if it's taking you a long time, you're probably. Throwing things out that sucked, or you're probably doing something. I mean, look, that's not a one size fits all statement, but something that comes together in six months that's really good is probably a good solution. Yeah. So we released it, and um, yeah, you, the rest is history.
0: Well, I love, I love the day ticker. It's it, the the arrangement of information is what instantly sold me on this. It's it's the right density. It gives me, it actually gives me. I'm looking at one, two, three, four. Four and a half days in the list view below of, of uh, calendar stuff, which is so much better than what I get when I'm using the built-in calendar. It's, yeah. it's absolutely fantastic. It works for me perfectly. does what I want. I almost don't ever have to tap anything. I just open it and, and look and know you know what, where I am, what I'm supposed to be doing. And, and that's, that's almost the perfect UI where all I do is look. I don't even hardly ever have to tap on anything. It's fantastic.
1: Thanks. I mean, thanks. It's it's like our goal, I've always said this, is to make apps that make people's lives better and solve problems. So being my cousin or not, if you say, yeah, it's wonderful and it's helping your life, that's awesome because that's like what we did, right? Mm -hmm. Like it would suck if you were like, yeah, this is, it's frustrating because every time I scroll, it slows down and I have to wait. You know, that's, that's a problem. Um, In fact, the scroll, the day ticker, the, the actual implementation of it. I was a royal, as you can imagine, pain in Kent's ass to get it perfect, to get the the feel right, the velocity right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Right? Like, it, it, it was it was stuff that we spent so much. Like, you know, you see it and you go, oh, well, it's just something, right? But you know how long it takes to get that right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of trial and error. There's a lot of um, small numbers that have to change a little by little tiny amounts.
1: <laughs> so let's talk about an error, actually because there's one thing that's a little bit of a controversy in our app actually two things i have two good examples so we can talk about things that actually customers have complained about okay That's changing we actually um we submitted so we're recording this episode on december 7th uh the goal of course as always will be to get it up for december 11th the following tuesday but we submitted an update already 1.0.1 1, which fixes some bugs adds a couple cool features which um You know, users will see when it comes out and um, changes the first run sequence. So you and I have talked about first run sequences, and I know you hate them, like tutorials. Sure. We hate them, too. Like, we do. Like, just because we add one doesn't mean that we endorse them and think they're the be-all, end-all.
0: Yeah, you just might need one. Yeah.
1: Right. But in this case, we just, we wanted to at least, we had to go down the path because we have gestures in the app that aren't necessarily obvious because gestures aren't obvious, right? Mm Mm-hmm. One of the gestures removed a button for a function that's somewhat important, so you need to kind of say, hey, this is where it is. So here's how it goes. the gest- uh, You launch the app and you get welcome, you know, you get like a welcome thing, and then it's like, hey, pull down on the day ticker to go to the calendar.
0: Well, sorry about that, everybody, uh, troubles with my mic. Um, so I'm now using the internal microphone to see if that does a little bit better, may, yeah. may or may not, hopefully.
1: You sound decent. The thing is, at least we wanted to finish the podcast rather than just not ship something. So I I, I will care about a little lesser mic, but we'll figure it out for next week, hopefully. Yeah. So I forget where we were. Do you remember?
0: Oh, good Lord. We were talking about Fantastic
1: Yeah. So, day ticker. Day ticker, getting it right. Um, I can't remember. But what I'll say is, I'll just, the the last thought in my mind is, I still have more things planned for the day ticker. As I said, it was really infectious and, um, we have other things planned for the day ticker. And, you know, getting those things right, we were talking about getting it right and the performance and everything. It is hard, but that's why you do it because we get so many people to go, oh my God, it feels so good. The scrolling, the one-to-one, the smoothness. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spent a lot of time on that. Oh, I know what we were talking about. We are talking about the um, first run sequence.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Run sequence. So we get tons of users, I'm not kidding, who say, your app is hung, I can't get it to start. And we would say, Well, what do you mean you can't get it to start? Uh, You know, whatever. And they'd say, well, we're stuck on a screen with a blue dot. And like we reply, well, did you follow the instructions on the screen? And then they'd be like, oh, you know, it's always funny. They were always embarrassed. Like, oh, I guess I had too much coffee. Oh, I guess I needed coffee. Oh, I guess it was late. You know, stuff like that. Right.
2: Uh, right.
1: At first, we were kind of like, I don't know. At first, we were kind of like, well, these people are just fools, right? Whatever. But we have an obligation to not have something confusing, even to fools, right?
0: Yeah.
1: I don't mean to sound egotistical with that statement, but look, I'm a fool with certain things, right? Everyone's a fool with something. No one's perfect or an expert in everything.
0: I am a a fool almost all the time, as a matter of fact.
1: Yeah, I I, I hear you. Like I I use the word probably because I am a fool most of the time.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: that's why I think about these problems is... How can I, how would it work well for me? Well, I usually make mistakes or screw ups. So if I can get it right, then it's probably okay.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Drawing board. And what we, what we figured was we have a few things going on. There was a title bar in the main box where it said, welcome. At the last step, we said, tap the title to continue. Maybe people were tapping the welcome title, not the red title. Sure. Sure. We started going over things like this. I can, I, I'll give you one other example, but there were a bunch of examples. Uh, the blue dot that appears, it was trying to say tap here and pull. But the speed of the animation was kind of slow and pokey. We intentionally made it slow and pokey so people would see it. But then it's like, well, maybe, maybe it's so slow it doesn't make sense, so let's speed up the timing in between the cycles. Things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the event behind it, so maybe people thought, well, if I scroll on the event list, this thing will go away, right? We made right. the event more dark. Things like that. So in 101, we've improved this first run sequence, and we think it'll work better. We have talked about, well, do we even need the first run sequence? But I think the answer is yes, because Mm -hmm. without the first run sequence, we probably would have gotten tons of emails on, how do I switch to the calendar? How do I go to today, right? Right. Hardly had any of those emails. So I think we made the right choice. I think we just made some design choices and presentation choices that we could improve, and I think we did. Cool. Cool. So there you go. There's like, if anything, lesson number three, you can and will screw up. Listen to your customers, try to figure out what's wrong and try to think differently to fix those problems. Mm-hmm. OK, so moving on, I said there was another issue of something that we screwed up with and, you know, we kind of fixed or thought about. Um, and of course, now that we had the mic trouble, I can't remember it.
2: <laughs>
1: um, I'm sure it'll come back to me, but I, the first run was something that we improved and made better. Um, so yeah, I'll, if I remember this, the other one, I'll get back to it. Now everyone's going to be so mad at me because I said I would say two things and I can't remember. But just let's talk about something else and I'm sure I'll... Remember.
0: Sure. Well, what, one thing that is a little challenging right after shipping a 1.0 is that, yeah, you will hear from customers who, who have problems. But the thing is, right after shipping a 1.0, I'm usually massively tired, just so not ready to listen to anybody about anything. And I almost wonder if the App Store review process isn't kind of a godsend because it gives you maybe a little time to um, little time to sleep, recharge the batteries before the, uh, the support stuff starts coming through.
1: And it also gives you time to do last minute things that you normally maybe wouldn't. So you submit it and you're like, all right, well, this thing's going to happen. But if you didn't have the App Store, you may not get those last minute press release typos fixed. You may not tweak the website or come up with an idea, whatever. I don't know. But like it does give you like a nice calm before the storm that you normally don't have in a release.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's not to say we wouldn't like, uh, later approvals to go a little more quickly, but still, uh, that's right. I think we've all learned to kind of factor in that one week or, or whatever it is for a 1.0 and, uh, actually use that time.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. Which just proves we're adaptable. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But yeah, it can be hard though. You know, some of the, if you're like me, you might get, you know, a, an amazing amount of positive feedback. And then you'll get, you know, that one piece of negative feedback. Uh, not even someone who had trouble and you could help them, but somebody who just like hates it, right? You know, and it's one out of 10,000. But that one, that one person, that one bit of feedback will, will just stick in my head way too much. That's the one part of doing software I, I hate. It's, it's a personal problem. It's not a uh, it's not a problem with the world. It's a problem inside my own head. Um, Does that ring a bell for you at all?
1: Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, the biggest problem I mentioned earlier, right? You and I are fools and we sometimes have to think about ourselves as fools as customers, right?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Sometimes we end up seeing something that it's almost hard to go against it, right? So yeah, I mean, it totally rings true. It's almost like you end up Saying, well, there's no way, any-. like, again, the emails first came in and it was like, well, how are these people not getting this? Like, we wrote a tutorial. Like, how stupid do these people have to be? <laughs> right. No, we were the stupid ones. We made the tutorial. Mm-hmm. I, I, at first, it's very easy to get defensive or it's very easy to say, well, but we thought about this. Oh, I know what the second thing was. See, I told you it would come to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The second thing was the gesture to change the calendar and the day ticker during the beta changed many, many times. Um, that we first had two fingers and you would use two fingers up and down on the list, a two finger gesture to move the list up or down. And because you were moving the list up or down the day ticker, which of course takes more vertical space would expand into the calendar if you pull down and then you'd push up to, to reduce it back to the day ticker. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, people complain that it wasn't one-handed. What if I want to change it on the go? And we were like, well, who really cares? You know, well, this is intuitive, right? It's two fingers up and down. It's on the list. You'll figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. And, and if you, you know, you can stop and hold it with two hands.
2: Right. People
1: fed back that they wanted a one-handed thing that we were like, all right, this makes sense, right? It is on the go. It's a mobile app. We can't ignore that. So we started playing around with one finger gestures. We had a, a double tap, We had the one that we're using now, which is a toggle, a single finger toggle. You pull down, it it toggles. You pull down, it toggles. And that's it. Just back and forth. It keeps toggling infinitely between the calendar and the day ticker, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That's the one we settled on because it was one toggle, which it's always better to have only one thing instead of two because then you don't have to remember which context you're in, right? Yeah, right. And it's quick. Once you learn it, it's like blah, 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 blah. And you go back and forth, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the ones we played with, Was a pull down on the day ticker, which then in essence pulls down the calendar, Mm -hmm. a single gesture finger up to push the calendar back up and turn back into the day ticker. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. would be the smart one, right?
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: No, not in testing it wasn't because swiping up is a very awkward gesture.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: Especially swiping up above a list, which is scrollable.
0: Yes. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly, but like these are the things we discovered during testing. I threw it out right away. You may not have thought about that, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: Customers, or not, not that many, but we've gotten feedback. Oh, this is awkward. Why wouldn't you have swipe up on, on the... It's like, yeah, we tried this. It didn't work and here's why. And then people go, oh, that's reasonable.
2: Uh-huh. Sure.
1: Funny how people jump right to the, hey, this is a stupid gesture. Why didn't you do swipe up?
2: Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: This is like what we're supposed to do as good software developers is that these are the things we're thinking about, right? Mm-hmm. The- sequence, I actually kind of fail, feel like we failed a bit um, in that we didn't think about the fact that maybe maybe this did blend in too much with the menu. Maybe the, the speed of this was too slow. Maybe the title bar would, you know, but forest through the trees. You go through it. No one during testing thought it was weird. So fine, right? Mm-hmm. I think the big thing is admitting your mistakes. And I know you've heard me speak at conferences and I talk about this, right? Admitting yes. your the mistakes and fixing them, not digging your feet in and saying, oh, well, we made the decision, so too bad.
0: Yeah, it could be a hard thing to do, but that's, you know, that's what you have to do or your career is going to be pretty short.
1: Yeah, I think so. And I think customers eventually stop supporting you.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's
1: companies out there that had done really well and been really good. And then the customer support was bad or the, cust- the company said, well, we don't care. It's our product. Mm hmm companies go away. And, and sure, they might have some level of success because you can't stop a big customer base. But growth is where it's at. Helping more people is where it's at, right? I don't view growth as something like, yay, we get to increase our bottom line. Sure, that's great. Sure, that gives us more money to make more great apps. But I want to help more people. I want to figure out how everyone can find out about my app so I can help their life, right? Exactly. And then in- more money to make more apps to help more people's lives. That's mm-hmm. pretty simple. I mean, that's sort of my story.
0: So how did you come up with that, that cool little uh, that glass thing on the day ticker? That, that's my favorite visual touch and where it, it like magnifies the, the current day just a little bit.
1: I'm so glad you said that because um, that is mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went through a lot of iterations of what it should look like. And I always felt that you have this day ticker. You have this thing that's going to be infinitely scrolling and something needs to be highlighted. And we went, obviously, through a lot of different things, uh, a bigger cell, a, co- a different color, a call-out, whatever, right? Different things.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I said, well, you, you want to focus on this, and focusing usually means a lens, right? hmm Usually means, like, you, you have a magnifying glass or a magnify, you know, a spyglass, whatever, something on something, right?
2: hmm
1: And I said, well, I've seen, I've seen lenses before, and we're already a little skeuomorphic, right? Like, you know, we play with the skeuomorphism in the sense that I think it's okay when it makes sense. I think it's okay when it actually adds something to make someone say, oh, I get this. Yeah, It's a picture worth a thousand words. I've actually thought about blogging on this, but skeuomorphism is okay when a picture is worth a thousand words. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the lens to me just seemed great. I visualized it. We talked about doing it. Um, we implemented it and it was beautiful. And again, a lot of tweaks were made to that, to get the magnification just right, to make it feel real when you, I'm sure you've scrubbed a little bit. Cause I do it. I still do it. I mean, come on, it's mine, but I still, still, yeah, yeah. you scrub just a little bit to see it a high, magnifying and feel real. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's just, it's cool.
1: Yeah, it makes it feel like it's a real thing. Right.
0: Yeah. And it's like, it magnifies just the right amount. Not, not too subtle, but not too much.
1: We had a couple of complaints where people are like, oh, well, I have four events showing. And when it gets under the magnifying, you know, towards the bottom, it fades out. And it's like, yeah, that's what would really happen with a real lens. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's another thing with skeuomorphism is if you do stuff like that and say, oh, well, a real lens would cut that off. But let's change that because that sucks. Then don't do skeuomorphism.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Invent it's something else.
1: Real. That's the thing when people get pissed off about skeuomorphism. So we've also had, obviously, some complaints about the staples at the top. I'm sure you've seen the staples at the top of the header. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know what, here's how I view them. Are they they're useless, they're garnishment, but guess what? It's part of the trademark design.
2: Mm.
1: Someone could technically argue that the glowing apple on an apple is 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 superfluous. Okay, but but it makes an apple an apple product. It makes it memorable, it makes it fun, it makes it different, it makes it cool. And the staples were in our Mac design and we felt like it showed made it feel like a real calendar rather than just some random red header on a white calendar. And we tried it, believe me, with and without, and we changed the, the way that they looked and the length and the size and the scope. We love them. They're staying. If you don't like, I mean, we've had some pretty big complaints about, oh, you've got to get rid of them. Okay, well, if that's really stopping you from using our app, then honestly, we can't do anything about it. Like, there is a yeah. point where please everyone, and you just kind of realize
0: that. Right. And if you got rid of them, you'd have, you know, all these people saying, oh, you took away the staples. I thought they were cool. So, yeah. And, and I
1: Matt, we're the designers, so we get to make that decision. And that's- exactly.
0: And there are other calendar apps. It's not like you have the only one and you have the obligation to try and please the entire world. You don't.
1: What about replying to some of these people? Um, get a jailbroken iPhone, you know, crack our app, and then figure out how to change it or something like that. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, so um, there, there's even another lesson if you want to throw another lesson into the mix is customers – want what they want. And I get that. And you need to listen. And again, you need to listen to that drumbeater pulse of what the majority is saying. Um, actually I will tell you about one of the new features that made it into one Oh one. So one of the features that we cut for one Oh, cause you know, you have to get one Oh shipped, right? Yes. Is default alarms. That is, uh, you know, our Mac version. Well, the auto alarms, right? It automatically mm-hmm. alarm to your event. Well, we've got a, we've got an earful, a mouthful, an eyeful of, we want default alarms, so we had to quickly work to get them in, and we we had already started working on them. Of course, after we submitted, mm-hmm. um, so one hundred and one will have that feature, and people will love it. Um, basically, you can define your alert alert on an all day event or, or a timed event, and every time you create an event, an alarm will automatically be attached. Simple, nice. So yeah, so again, listen to your customers, figure out where the pain points are, and remember, if you have a lot of emails where people are saying, "I want default alarms," and it's really that important and reasonable. Why would you want to continue to get emails? Then it's just your time frustrating your customers and you're not giving people what they want.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you, quite, quite right.
1: So it also helps you in the end.
0: Uh-huh. And that, that's another great argument for making sure you fix all the bugs because otherwise, all your email is about bugs. You don't want to waste your time or theirs.
1: So actually, that's a good point. If, if you want to ask some questions along that line or the stuff you want to know of also how we had a successful launch, because I think that goes hand in hand, right? This isn't just about, you know, people will think of me as a product guy or a design guy or a marketing guy or a business guy. I'm, a, I'm just a product guy. I love products. I love apps. I love making things. And believe it or not, the marketing, the PR, the coverage we got, that's helpful. That's great. But if the app itself is not good, Well, you probably won't get that coverage. And even if you do, then when people go, they just won't like it or be interested. So I think part of, let's go to code now, part of the stability of the app is important. The design, the implementation, the feel, everything. More so than the marketing.
0: That's absolutely right. Yeah. You have to have something great to market or or forget it. You're spinning your wheels. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, how many bugs did you have in your bug tracker when you shipped 1.0? We had a bunch. We had
1: Mm -hmm. a bunch. There there were bugs that, of course, are calculated um, risks, I guess, right? Yeah, sure. Say, okay, well, they're going to run into that. Or or it's an iOS bug we can't really do anything about, and it's going to take so long to work around. And, you know, the built-in calendar app suffers from this, so people can deal with it, right? I mean, certain things that you end up having to be a jerk about, so to speak, But you have no choice. It's either don't ship anything or ship something great and some people will be inconvenienced maybe.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. You deal with that. So we did get bit by a crash bug, a really bad bug that didn't come up in testing. And the reason why it didn't come up in testing is some people, Brent, have insane, insane calendars.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) I'm not surprised. Yeah.
1: Like... Like 50 calendars and then 50 calendars with thousands of events. I'm right. not kidding.
0: Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I, I you, know, you know, I used to write an RSS reader. And, uh, okay. And yeah. right. So people I would expect would have 50 or 100 subscriptions until I had customers who later became testers who had like 2,500 feeds.
1: It's a and calendar. That's insane.
0: It's
1: a container with events, right? It's a container with RSS feeds. It's yeah, all the same thing. So at a high level. So yeah, like, we, we have, it, it's kind of incredible. Let me see if I can just kind of pull this up quick because this is some data on our reviews, our current reviews. Um, okay, so this is actually really humbling and makes me feel really good. So out of 1,359 ratings, we have 841 five stars, 259 four stars, and then cumulatively three stars and below because that obviously means we failed, is about, is about 270 270. So really, really good. We have four and a half rating overall, which is amazing, right? Nice. The one-star reviews hurt me. And the reason why I say they hurt me is it's not one of those, there's a few stupid reviews in there, Mm -hmm. but already are crashes, loads up blank, doesn't work, you know, really disappointed, don't purchase, it crashes, sending crash logs. I mean, I'm serious, we can do better than that. That's when I really get like personal about this stuff because, okay, look, we missed it. But these people now have bought an app that crashes, right? Mm -hmm. These One-star reviews that we caused. For better or worse, we caused. And that's why we quickly turned around a fix, and we believe we fixed these bugs. These bugs have to do with insanely weird calendars. Mm -hmm. Um, We've improved caching of things. We've improved the fetching of things. We've improved the display of things, and then it fetches differently in the background, right? There's a lot of tricks you can do just to make it work better, right? Oh, sure, yeah. Maybe it'll crash down the road for these users, but we're at least pretty sure it's going to at least work for them for a while before it crashes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, just the, the reason why I brought up this topic is it's, just, it's important to know that you also have an obligation with crashes that you're going to miss them, but you better get right on them. And, yes, it saves you time of all the emails you get, but it also is what you need to do for your customers. These people bought this app. If they wrote one star, they've paid you money. Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, you
1: sold them a car that won't start. Make the car start.
0: It's, it's, it's the basic level of professionalism, right? You want to ship without any known crashes. And if some are discovered later, you, you got to fix those right away.
1: You got it. Exactly. Yep. So, yeah. So, again, um, part, of, part of having a successful app is also having successful customer service and successful customer experience. And they, they, I, I can't stress that enough.
0: So what do you guys do for... Uh, Customer service? Have you brought in an outside company, or um, is it uh, all handled internally? or Any so as insane software you guys use?
1: As insane as this sounds, we are literally the two of us doing everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand.
1: I mean, I, I kind of feel like if we were to manage it, farm it out, they would come back to us anyway and ask us how to handle these problems, which means I bet. Then potentially you have a customer loop of, oh, we'll be in touch, or we don't know, or they're sitting there while we have to give the answer. So now you've, you've frustrated the customers. Furthermore, we don't get the exact data because now it's the telephone game, communication game of the person doing the support talking to us and telling us what was wrong.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not as accurate as the customer said it,
2: right?
0: Right, sure.
1: So when we launched, we expected a ton of email, and actually we got even more than we expected, but we said, we're just going to do it. Well, we, I mean, we stayed up, you know, 3 a.m., 4 a.m. We, we, we did it, right? We did what's professional for indie developers to do, and we handled our business, right? hmm yep, yep. And it was hard for the first five days. I'm not going to lie. I was getting really angry. Kent was even getting angry, and Kent's like, <laughs> he's a cool, level-headed guy. He's um, your Spock. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's, my, he's definitely my, my yin-yang, you know, yeah. my yang yin mm-hmm. uh, no, I mean, you know, we need each other and it's great that we do because we work so well together. Um, But even he was getting frustrated and it was sort of like we have someone that works with us. It's someone who's helped us test and localizes um, uh, who's she's really cool and she was going to help us. Right. And we're like, okay, stand by. But obviously, we're not going to stay on top forever. We know this. Right. It's a calendar app. We're being featured as well. We're being in the press. People are speaking about us. There's going to be a natural leveling off Mm -hmm. support tickets level off. And if we did a good job in our 101 bug fix, they'll level off even more. Mm-hmm. Kept her on standby for, you know, yeah, if this keeps up, you're going to have to handle the, the miscellaneous ones. And what miscellaneous means is this, and this is another tip you can, you can hopefully take away from this. There are emails that can be handled by anyone, which are, you know, hey, I want a promo code. Hey, I'd love it if an iPad version came. Hey, I'd love it if it's features in there. Because what that person can do is just reply, hey, thanks a lot. We appreciate your feedback. You know, hey, we're not commenting about an iPad version, whatever, right? Generic replies. Just acknowledging them and then creating a list, spreadsheet, whatever of, hey, this is what we're hearing. This is is the pulse, right? Mm. That probably gets rid of 40 to 60% of the emails. A lot of the emails are just really kind of, you don't even need to answer them. You answer them because you give the person, hey, I really read your email. Uh, But so that slack could have been taken up. However, in the first few days where we were on fire and and had all the the, the, we literally were on fire with the crash bugs, we just needed to go through everything, really get a good grasp of the problem. And I think if you're offloading your support to someone else and your sales are not insane that you're in, let's say, the top 100. I, I, I mean, I don't want to like, like sound like I'm judging people, but it's sort of like you're missing a big opportunity for the sheer fact of putting work on, away on someone else.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'm sure you agree. I'm sure you've looked at your own support tickets where you actually get valuable information from it. Is that not true? Oh,
0: absolutely. Sure. Well, when, uh, when I was doing Rancho Software, support was handled by me and my wife entirely. Um, you go. Um, Sheila you go. did most of it and then you know, summarized for me often or passed on stuff that was too technical, but... Yeah, that's Wait, it, totally how we did it. Yeah.
1: Stuff away from you that would take your time up because she could figure out what was important and what wasn't. Right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, a, a big challenge for her, of course, um, was doing support for Mars at it back when we still had that, because yeah. that, a lot of that was highly technical. You know, how do I connect this system to my weird blogging system that nobody's ever heard of but in theory ought to work? <laughs> so she loved doing some of that stuff.
1: Yeah, that's and that's crazy. That's the, but, but you got the intelligence from your customer's feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just handing it off to someone because you say, well, I'm too busy. to. I, I got a code or I got a this or I got to that or I can't handle this or I can't manage my time well, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is you're just basically paying money for someone to do something that's going to end up getting you later because you're not in pulse with your customers.
0: Right. Another, another thing I found, maybe people are used to it now, but back in the early 2000s to actually get an email reply from the developer – Rather than, you know, I don't know, well, a sure. drone, drone or robot or something. They were just so happy so often. Yeah, that we, was really fun.
1: Replies from customers were like, oh, my God, you replied on a Saturday? Oh, my God, is this actually, you know, Michael from Flexibits? <laughs> we, we got great. And those are what kept us going.
0: Yeah, sure. Totally.
1: Get emails, dude. I mean, there are, you know, a couple of the diamonds in the rough of Wow. You, you know, this is not even just problems. Just wow. Your app was amazing and it made my day. Thank you so much. Don't worry. You don't need to reply. But of course, wow. Thank you so much for taking your time to write. You know, we're going to reply and tell you how much you're awesome. Right. Yeah, totally. Like, you know, it, it is. It's highs and lows, but you got to deal with it. You got to focus it. You got to be prepared for it. And, you know, chance favors the prepared.
0: Mm hmm. So, what did you do for marketing? Well, what was your plan? Not, you know, once again, not that that's, you know, the yeah. biggest reason for success, but it's part of what you had to do.
1: Marketing is important. I mean, I don't want to, uh, I always kind of talk down about marketing. It's really funny. As the years have gone by, dude, I've become a real like boo marketing. Don't label me as a marketer. Hiss, boo, right? Like, I think I have. I think I've become like really just bitter about marketing as a word. Hmm. Um,
0: I don't know I- of a better word though. So.
1: Right. Right. Well, that's why if I could call it something else, I would. And it's kind of funny because everyone always says, well, you're so good at marketing. You're, you know, this, you're the best marketing person I know, but I I, I get cringy when I hear that. I do. I I think it's because I, I see marketing as what people think marketing is, um, as trying to trick people into thinking something about the product that it isn't.
0: Yeah. Right. And selling snake oil.
2: Yeah.
1: Exactly. Like, hey, here's the calendar app you really need, right? Like, here's here's what I think someone else would have done marketing. Fantastic, You know, ignore the other calendar apps. Yeah, you know, there's other apps out there like um, Calvetica and 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 what's the other one? Um, there's another one, Agenda and whatever, right? Like, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not one of these people that's like, I don't care about naming my competitors. If their app is better for you, by all means, right? Mm-hmm. The solution wins. Um, and I realize our solution will not be the best for someone. We don't have every feature. Um, and actually remind me to tell you about not having every feature with badge icons. And I'll tell you a really good story when I'm off this, this okay. topic. But the point here is that you have to, when you market, you have to have something really good so you can just tell a good story and you're done. Let's use Apple as an example, because they're the best. Apple markets, Apple advertises more than you can imagine. Why? They're recognizable. They're one of the best companies in the world, one of the most admired, the most recognized brand in the world, right? Mm -hmm. They market because they're just showing people their stuff and they're making sure people know what their newest stuff is because people just don't know, right? You can't just know. If you build it, they might come. They won't definitely come. You have to show them the way, right? You have to make them make the choices. Mm -hmm. So good marketing is taking a good product and just explaining it, just showing it, just demonstrating it, just keynoting it it, like Apple does. Mm -hmm. Sure. (laughs) So really, the short answer is marketing to me is in the product. Marketing in, to me is in the company that stands behind the product. Marketing to me is everything that you do for the product mm-hmm. after the fact. If you have to use marketing to be like, hey, buy my app. It'll make you sexier. Hey, buy my app. You know, uh, it'll, it'll make you grow more hair, whatever. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Gimmicks. Yeah.
1: I, I, I get really annoyed by gimmicks and there was—I'm not going to call it out—but there was something that happened this week, and I kind of probably even it was. Uh, it was a great, beautiful app, but it uses a gimmick. And right away, I was like, "Oh, it's a gimmick." I didn't go, you know, I didn't say it like, like, like. Um, well, I'm technically doing now, but it doesn't matter. I didn't say the name, but my point is, I, I, the app is so beautiful; they can do better than that. It almost got me mad because it's like, why did you resort to a gimmick instead of l- sitting on the shoulders of this beautiful app you built? Hmm. And. Maybe they didn't see it as a gimmick. Maybe they were just having fun and, and that's okay. You know, my view is not everyone's view, right? There's sure. three, mine, theirs, and the real one. But if anything, I'm giving them credit because I think the app is good. And I think people think marketing has to be gimmicky. And I'll say it loud and clear. Marketing should not be gimmicky. If marketing has to be gimmicky, you built something that you're trying to trick people to buy.
0: Yeah, once you start trying to think of gimmicks, that's when you should start getting a bad feeling in your stomach and realize it's time to, uh, time to make I, better software.
1: I know you can relate. Let's, let's look at Glassboard, mm-hmm. okay? I'm on the Glassboard site right now, right? Mm-hmm. I don't see anything here that's like, you know, are you, are you tired of being frustrated that you can't, whatever? I don't know. There's, just, there's nothing here except for you saying what it is. Glassboard is a private social network for groups. Share this. Do this. This is what it does. Click here to find more or whatever, right? Mm
0: -hmm, Right.
1: Just basically present your wares and people can decide what they want to do with it. That how marketing should be.
0: Right. And of course, that's not to say, oh, just write it up real quick and you're done. You you spend time and do the best possible job of describing what it is. Exactly. You know, and and that that text on Glassboard.com, I spent hours on. Uh, trying to trying to get that the way it is. Should
2: you, you this, should yeah, but
0: at the same time, I just wanted to say this is what it is. This is this is what the product is.
1: You bring up a good point. So let me actually say one more thing. The uh, uh, how do I say this? The, don't don't everyone who's listening don't take away the context that marketing is not important. As I said, Apple advertises like like madmen. You, you you have that was a good pun. Right? Yeah right. <laughs> so yeah, that was totally uh, yeah so like. The thing is you have to market, you have to spend hours and hours and obsess every word like Brent did on Glassboard, like I did on our website, like we did on our app description. It all matters greatly, but don't resort to gimmicks and trying to figure out where am I going to put a banner? Where am I going to put a this? Where am I going to try to, you know, why am, let's look at my competition. You know, one thing I, people will put like the, uh, comparison chart
2: mm-hmm.
1: Seen that, Yeah. you know? Our app does this and our competitors don't. Why are you marketing for your competitors?
0: Yeah, I hate those things.
1: Why are, you, why are you pointing out what you have that your competitors don't? If you have it and your competitors don't, it's that important, people will find it.
0: Mm-hmm. No, your- nobody trusts those things anyway.
1: You no, know, In fact, as soon as I see that, I go, wait a minute, this app isn't good because you're already bringing up the competitors, which obviously are better for a reason.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: So anyway, yeah, so the, the real big, big takeaway here is of the marketing is It all happened in the app design. It all happened in the app development. It all happened with the app. Mm. And I mean, sure, we did PR. Sure, we sent out a press release, right? We did PR. Sure, uh, you talk to the bloggers and you talk to the media and you try to get some interviews going and you try to talk to people, all the normal stuff that anyone would try. But had we not had an app that people wanted to talk about or see or or communicate to others, I could have tried till I was blue in the face to get the coverage, right? You've got to give them something that's a story for them to have a story. Mm-hmm. That's the product. It keeps all going back to the product. And I think we can use Apple as an example. Build good, good, build good products, and you don't need a story. The story is the product.
0: I think that sums it up, yeah. Well, either we've come to a pause in the conversation, or you're breaking up and I can't hear you anymore. I'm not sure which is true. come to a pause. I, I, okay. I
1: interviewing me this time remember yeah
0: yeah that's true uh let's see so you know i might just be about out of questions so i think we're we've had been- a pretty long podcast here we, we might want to we might call this a day what do you think unless you got something else
1: no no there was that thing i was going to tell you about resisting the band. oh uh,
0: yeah yeah let's do that
1: so okay the biggest feature that we get is they want the icon to show today's date Users want to be able to see, like the way you look at the calendar icon, and today would say seven, because it's the seventh. You can see what date it is at, at a glance on the icon. Yeah. Of course, that's private API, right? You can't update the springboard with yeah, an app. I
0: know. It sucks.
1: So other apps have decided to solve this by putting a notification badge on the icon that shows the number of today's date. Hmm. Do you see the problem in this? Please tell me you do.
0: Yeah, because you won't get the chance to update that badge.
1: No, you actually can update that badge.
0: Really? Yep. At midnight or whatever, even if your app is not running.
1: Yeah, I think so. I, I don't. I mean, here's the thing. I didn't even think about it that far, but I believe it's doable because everyone said, well, the other apps work. So I just right off the bat, I assume technically it's possible to do with local notifications. You probably sense mm-hmm. a notification or something. And okay. uh, let, let, let's right, let's do it this way. Take away the technical hurdle and think about why it stinks from a user experience point of view.
0: Uh, well, the first thing I think of is a badge on an icon tells me there's something I need to attend to.
1: Pure and simple.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Basically, there's a, a, a user interface element called the notification badge, and it's supposed to notify you of things. Now, you'll get people saying, well, it's notifying me of today's date. No, it notifies you of things you need to take action on. That's why it's
2: red. Mm-hmm.
1: Is that the right place to put today's date just because people want today's date on the icon? You could say yes you'll shut customers up and give it to them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think we can do better. I don't think you just give customers every single thing they want or we'd be pulling off staples off our header.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, totally.
1: Really passionate and fired up about this discussion because I have a bunch of people say, oh, I'll just do it. What does it matter? No, I, it matters. It matters that we keep in line what a notification badge should be and not just give the number on the icon because that solves the problem and makes it go away.
0: Mm-hmm. I Fair, and th- someone like me, if I saw that you were doing that, I would like, I would call you up and say, cousin, what the hell? Exactly.
1: Exactly. The whole thing, like we talked about the first run thing and that's why when I mentioned the first run thing again in Fantastic, Fantastical, I know you're very edgy on that. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if I told you why and you see it, now you have seen it, you didn't think it was bad. You understand, right? We thought about it. Yeah. We put deliberate thought into it and a lot of trial and error.
0: Yeah. My app has the first run too. I mean, you know, I don't like them, but if you need it, you need it. Yeah.
1: I don't like them but when they're necessary you're doing a disservice to just go with oh I don't like them so I'm not doing them Mm -hmm. and I'm telling you on the badge thing I'm not doing it because I here's the thing I don't like it but it's more than I don't like it it's against the convention principle of a notification badge you're just basically using it for the sheer fact of providing a piece of information that people want
2: Yeah,
1: that's it's on the lock screen so I mean, if you, didn't, if you weren't already in the app or you weren't doing something, when you open your phone, you're going to see the date anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's not that vital of a piece of information. It's just people are used to it, seeing it on the icon of the calendar app. Right, sure. Now that the other apps have added this badge to show today's date, obviously, well, they have it. I want it there.
0: Yeah, well, they're wrong.
1: I, 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 I yes, I, I'm not, there, there's a lot of times, I mean, you know me well, I'm opinionated and I'm passionate, but I hate always like standing on something that I know I'm right on. Like I don't ever, you know, everyone's right and everyone's wrong and everything. But on this one, I'm right.
0: Yeah, completely. Okay, cool. (laughs) No question.
1: Michael Cousins.
0: I I would, I mean, I, if you had done that, I I think I would have gone mad. Well, I would have deleted your app with great reluctance because, hey, it's my cousin's app, but I just can't handle having that badge there. Yeah.
1: hear you say this because this is actually a real big struggle. And I'm not one to say no. I love saying, all right, well, I see the point. Let's, let's, let's be, let's be amicable, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not backing down on this one. I'm just not like, if it means more support emails, so be it. If it means people who won't buy our apps, so be it. But it's the wrong decision. End of story. And we are going to add, this is one thing on our roadmap. We're going to add a badge. We're going to add a notification badge. Sure. And what i to show you is number of events left for today. Mm-hmm number of notifications and then obviously the ability to combine those just to say you know total of everything that's pending
0: sure makes sense yeah
1: that's that's what you use the badge for right to say hey there's things you need to attend to Mm -hmm. so then okay let's say we actually did add the date and that was one of the options for the badge well then then like okay fine well i set it for the date so i know it's the date but it's like okay so then what do you do about the notifications right well then someone might say well i don't need those but it's like but it's just wrong I, I i can go down the trying to understand a thing but i can't because i shut down it's wrong
0: yeah yeah plain and simple
1: yep well i'm glad you agree because i've been uh i think i'm stressed on this one because i hate saying no
0: yeah it's hard to say no it hurts to say no
1: yeah i stand my ground because it's the right choice the mm-hmm. right choice is saying no right mm-hmm. yeah so there, it
0: is. saying no is what separates the great developers from the not so great developers
1: I thought of actually a good story when I was talking to Kent about it. Because Kent was a little bit more open to it. Mm -hmm. So it was like, well, I see why you hate it, but it won't hurt anything. And I said, but no, I'm the designer, right? The one thing at Flexibits that I'm definitely the chief of is design. And if design is going to be consistent and it's going to be great, then you have to be consistent. You can't just give in because someone wants something, right? Correct. Take the staples off. So what? We put that in and then someone starts a petition, 100,000 users to remove the staples, right? Whatever. Mm -hmm. Like you just, you have to have really good values and stick to those values of design. Yes. And then, you know, look at Apple, right? You said you got to sometimes say no. Look at the one button mouse forever.
0: Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. There's still a one button mouse. It's just that they were able to differentiate the zones and you can customize it to have a right button click now, right? Mm -hmm. But Apple never shied away from only one button, right?
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: So, Stick to your guns. Haters are going to hate. People are not going to get, and that's fine. But I'm not adding a badge to show today's date, and you heard it here.
0: (laughs) Breaking news, world. No no badge for today's date, says Flexibits founder Michael Simmons.
1: Right side, I know that you'll still use my app, and you wouldn't have if I would have added it. So at least I have one final customer if it all goes to hell.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, That's right. You've got my... I don't even remember. How, however much money it was, be sure to invest it wisely. I right. will. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. my seventy cent cut.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Right. How, how much are you charging?
1: So right now it's it's still on sale, but I will tell you the sales ending soon. Um, it's an intro sale, and obviously the intro sale is set. You know when it has attention, you want to give people a good buy, and then you don't need to use a sale price if you're not getting attention because then people who want it want it, right? Yeah. Um. So one ninety nine intro price, and then that's fifty percent off the normal price of three ninety nine. A yeah. lot of that a lot of people said that even at $3.99, it was priced low. Like maybe you should have done five or 10 or I think 10 would have been too high. I think five might've worked, but I just think three ninety nine is something where it is less than five. So you don't think that it's five, right? You go, all right, it's less than five. And I think for something like a calendar app that you're going to use every day that you're actually going to, you know, if, if you need a calendar app that is right, mm-hmm. $4 is, is, a, is a cheap price for a productivity app that does what it does.
0: Here's my theory. I think 3.99 and 4.99 are effectively the same price, so I, as we'll go with 4.99.
1: I don't disagree, but I think people do look at 3.99 and then end up saying, uh, "Well, here's the thing: we can always increase it to 4.99. There's no harm, no foul, right? Yeah, like, sure. people will buy it or they won't buy it. But I, I, I am on that fence of of that's why I mentioned the 4.99. I mean, thank you for your data point that actually might change my mind. I just feel like if it's 399, someone might not see it as five. Where they see 499, they see five. Some people might say, oh, well, at least it's less than five. I don't know. I yeah. mean everyone differently.
0: See, I think people see 499 and 399 both under the category of less than five, but more than the really cheap apps.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I agree. I think once even at 199, let's be honest, we're out of the cheap app zone.
0: <laughs> it's such a weird world.
1: I'm shocked that we hit number one at 199. Yeah. I I, I don't even know. I'd actually like to look at history. I, I don't know if there's a way to find this, but what other apps have hit number one that are more than a dollar or free? Hmm. That'd be good to know. It would be because angry bird star Wars is 99 cents. Uh, right. All of the other stuff are all freemium apps. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I don't know if Minecraft ever hit number one, but like Minecraft is six ninety nine, which I don't understand how they're selling a six ninety nine game. And I'm not saying I don't understand; I'm saying props to them.
0: Yeah, right. Good for that. Yeah.
1: Oh, I love it. I love it. I mean, even one ninety nine was a very hard decision for me to make. But we had a launch. We knew it would be great. We were hoping we'd get featured, which we did. Um, that one ninety nine was the right price, I think, to bring us to number one.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing. One nine- is still in the no-brainer price zone for most people, I think.
1: Funny. So $1.99 proves that at $0.99, cents, we would have hit number one. Yeah, sure. Popular. I think. I, I, I don't, but here's the thing. Why, why would we have sold less at a cheaper price? Remember, this is just units. We hit number one in units, not in engrossing. Mm-hmm, sure. So at 99 well, I mean, you could argue, well, at $0.99, cents, less people would buy it because they didn't think it's that high end of an app because at 99 since they see it as a piece of crap. That's maybe. what I was
0: thinking, yeah. And that 99 cents says this is a race to the bottom app, where $1.99, I mean, it seems like we're splitting hairs, and, and these numbers seem incredible. But a ninety nine says, hey, this app has some quality. It
1: does, because there are people that have contacted us saying, had it been 99 cents, I would have bought it. I know, I know, Brent. Yeah, I,
0: okay.
1: We live in a different world now.
0: Jeez, how did how did they afford their phone?
1: I, I'd like, how did they?
0: <laughs>
1: mail. So, this, okay. So the point is, is that um, you know, one ninety nine. So would two ninety nine have still gotten us to number one or three ninety? You know what I mean? You have to ask the question of: we got to number one in units. I assume the people who bought it really wanted it, right? Mm-hmm. Was the price how no, how big of a factor was the price in that? The question is, is Obviously, I think at 99 it still would have hit number one. But would it have done it at 299? Because obviously we would have made a dollar more, right? Units mm-hmm. would have been about the same. Yeah. But no regrets. We hit number one. We had an incredible launch. We weren't a dollar, so it wasn't race to the bottom, right? Yeah. And, you know, very pleased with how it turned out. Yeah. But I will, I will, you know, we'll consider the price going up. I mean, you know, you announced that something's gonna be 399 dollars when it gets off sale or it's a 50% off sale. I mean obviously if it goes to 5 people will be even happier cuz they got it for $2 when it was 5 right?
0: That's interesting that retroactive uh, feeling. I mean if you bought something for 2 bucks and you're happy with the app or not why would raising the price later on make a difference to you? And yet it does make a difference to some people.
1: It does. It does. Well, I think the thing is this if you sold it let's all right. So let's say you said 199 50% sale. Mm-hmm. We made our normal price 299. Which means one ninety nine wasn't fifty percent.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Someone could, I could see people being. Well, you said it was fifty percent off. What kind of bullshit is this? Mm-hmm. Maybe, right? I mean, you, you, people are unreasonable, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But if we do go to five instead of four, I don't think people would be pissed. The big problem is, of course, you know, with our press releases or things, people it said the normal price is three ninety nine. However, if someone likes the app and they get there and then it's four ninety nine instead of three ninety nine, they could do one of two things: they cannot buy it or buy it. Yeah. And you know the problem is though you are anchored to the lower price, right? So, hey, this is three ninety nine. I'm going to check it out. What do you mean it's four ninety nine? I'm not buying it now. It's too expensive.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So you argue well, we made a mistake by pricing it at three ninety nine. But it, but but maybe you don't lose enough people where that extra dollar you make compensates for the amount that won't buy it at four ninety nine versus three ninety nine.
0: Uh, this stuff is crazy.
1: This is crazy, and I'm telling you, that's why I say it all the time. Pricing to me is the one topic you will never become, I will never become, no one will ever become an expert on because you just don't know. You yeah, just
0: you can't rerun the experiment with the same conditions.
1: Buttons and things happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, yeah. I mean, I guess we can go on for a long time and uh, let's, let's, uh, let, let's end this here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, congratulations on, on the launch. It's, it's a very good app. I'm, I love it. I'm so pleased.
1: Thank you, Cousin Brent.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Make more apps.
1: We we will. And um, just so I said earlier about our Contacts app, we got a few little tweaks planned for the iPhone version. Um, Some major upgrades, actually major features. I shouldn't say upgrades because then people think they'll have to pay all over again. Um, Major features coming in the next month or two. I I don't want to necessarily commit to anything because, you know, stuff happens. But I do believe by, you know, January, February, we can do a major update with a lot of features we've been working on. So that'll keep people really excited, right? Hey, I spent $2 and I'm getting all these features. Mm -hmm. And then we're going right back to working on our Contacts app. And we want to have that out um, within the first half of the year, which we think we can. Cool. Uh, So we do have another app coming in the near future. We have at least a a major upgrade of Fantastical for iPhone and uh, update and um, the Contacts app, hopefully, in the next six months. So we're staying busy.
0: Good. Thanks. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I so. look forward to that Contacts app.
1: Thanks. And again, once, one last time, just so I, I don't forget, I made a note. Thanks to our sponsor, FastSpring.
0: Yeah, thank you very much, guys.
1: Give another quick uh, recap on them, Brent, if you would like.
0: Well, let's see. FastSpring, um, which Michael has used, and I haven't had that opportunity yet, but I hope to. Um, uh, they're your e-commerce provider, and they rock. They and do. They have APIs. They have stores. You can customize like crazy. And, uh, uh, they have an in-app purchasing system, which I didn't know about until you mentioned. And that just sounds perfect. That's, that's the way to sell software, right? Just do it right there inside the app. Uh, registration's all taken care of.
1: And I got to mention that open source because I've said it like 20 times, of course. Like mm-hmm. that, is, that is the indicator of what type of a company FastSpring is. I think that's really all you need to know if you're a developer.
0: Sounds like there are uh, they're, uh, people.
1: Yeah. And they also offer, I, I, meant, I think I mentioned this earlier, they offer subscriptions. So like, um, you know, I'm involved in ho- hockey app, of course I'm part of the team. Sure. They actually, we use FastSpring as our payment provider because they can do recurrent payment like software as a service. Oh, so cool. they subscriptions as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So you have a service or a product They're they're the best. I love them. Love FastSpring.
0: Cool. Thanks FastSpring.
1: Yeah. Thanks for sponsoring us. And, uh, Brent, it is always as always a pleasure.
0: Yeah, to you too.
1: All right, everybody. You're tuning in and uh I guess uh we'll say until next time.
0: Yeah. So long, everybody.
2: We've catty us everywhere from San football to Parkley Square. But Paris only seen the side the girl can see from rooftop lights.
0: He adores a minuet,
2: the ballet roost and crepe Suzanne. Our patty loves to rock and roll, a hot dog makes her lose control. Why do I do it? Kill their cousins. I cousins and
0: you find. They laugh alike, they walk alike at times, they even talk alike.